Shout out to Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph. They know the vibes. We outside. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Eppner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by BUSR, Charger Bull Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, one more preseason game remaining for the Chargers as they go up against the New Orleans Saints tomorrow night. And if you can believe it, or not, we are a mere two weeks away from today from NFL regular season football beginning. It's right there. Uh, one more bare naked ladies away. Two more bare naked ladies away until we get to week one of the regular season. I'll pause so people can get the reference. I now got what you were saying. I remember now that you used that pun, I think, a year ago. And then it finally just clicked with me again. I'm like the hell is he talking about and then i finally figured it out so it's it been. took me a minute i yes <laughs> so, i got you we got one more week uh until we get to start this regular season 2022 campaign with the los angeles chargers uh let's get into today obviously we'll go into the saints preview less about the game more about what we're looking for in it uh position battles guys who have to show up or get out uh, also go into some roster predictions we'll go into that towards the end of this episode uh, Jake, we have a ton to gotta get into today. We'll go into some of the injury stuff, talk about JC Jackson, Kenneth Murray coming back, uh, etc. But before we get into the fun stuff, let's get into the real stuff. Jake, how are you today, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm better than I was. What was it on Tuesday when we put oh, out the last not show? Not a good place. You know, it's I I know there were some people that did not disagree with me. There were those that did, and I appreciate those who who saw things my way. And in a microcosm of things, look, we're not talking all doom and gloom here when it relates to a second preseason game, because obviously we know that a lot of the stars have been playing. We're just talking about now we are literally coming to the proverbial nut-cutting time. There are still plenty of roster spots open for grabs. And what's the next few days going to tell us dan beyond friday what's this final 53 man roster going to look like when we come to to monday of next week and everything as we know is technically it's not official so whether we're talking guys that are going to make the rosters that we did expect or didn't expect or possibly even depending on who's cut from the other 31 teams in the league would the chargers possibly be interested in going after one of those players depending on who it is so Again, still a lot of question marks as we stand right here, but there's still a handful of players that need to make an impact, and you have one final game to do it with roster spots on the line. So what's it going to be? Training camp is over. There is no more training camp. Now it's one more game, and then that's it. So we're kind of at the 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 goal line, if you will, the finish line for these guys trying to prove themselves uh, Jake, over, under, how many kick returns, punt returns we're going to see from the Chargers-Saints game? I'm going to put the line at 0.5. That's that's a fair number. I mean, you just you would hope that you don't see any. You, you would hope that Ryan Fitkin was in the entire special teams unit's ear after last Saturday's game against the Cowboys. 
you know, you'd kill to be a fly on the wall in that scenario. Him and Brandon Staley, my goodness. Right. So under let's 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 kill it on the under, please. Let's not have any repeats of what we saw a week ago. Okay. So Jake, uh transition here, BUSR. Let's talk about them. They probably don't have that spread on there, but they probably a don't. Bunch but who of knows? Things. I mean, who knows? There's I haven't looked at their updated spreads. They have a lot of lines that are available. Um, but definitely gone over to go go on over to BUSR. Betting on your favorite sport has never been easier, and you can start by betting uh, online now. All you have to do is for any new account user, make a minimum deposit of $100 using the promo code UNLEASHED, and they will actually match uh, your from your initial deposit to $100 all the way up to 1000 They will match it. They will match it, plus $25 in casino chips. Place your bets, watch the game, and win. Tell them Chargers Unleashed sent you. Uh, and have some fun w- uh, wagering if you choose to wager on preseason <laughs> games. Who knows? But plenty of things to wager on. Get get in on some of the NFL futures as they stand right now, considering that we're only two weeks away from the NFL regular season commencing. Uh, head on over to BUSR and make some money. May the odds be forever in your favor. Free money. Go take advantage of it at BUSR. All right, Jake. So before we get into this coming preseason game against the Saints team, I believe is flying there today. Uh, this is Thursday. Um, let's quickly go through the injury stuff. Okay. We got JC Jackson, which we could talk about briefly. We've heard everyone talk about that part. Uh, Kenneth Murray is now back on the field. We're seeing Donald Parham. Uh, we're seeing who else? Mark Webb still not playing, which is kind of tough. We'll talk about that in a bit, but from an injury perspective, any kind of key takeaways, things you are concerned with or things that we want to highlight. I mean, let's highlight considering that we were, uh, you know, all of Chargers fandom was essentially on edge over a 24-hour period waiting for the news that was coming down on J.C. Jackson. And depending on what side of the spectrum that you're on, given the nature of the injury, and I talked to Dan about this offline, is that everybody was talking about, well, what was the deal with the timing? What, why, why now was he getting surgery given this? And it was exactly what I had told Dan uh, as far as my thoughts on it was that from anybody who's read the news, obviously this is a condition that he has, has basically had since he was a child and has been giving him discomfort for the last two and a half weeks, although he had been able to play on it and seemingly from what we saw in practice play very well on it. But I think this was more of a better to take care of it now before it possibly gets any worse down the season. And if he wants to be in peak condition at 100%, this was a cleanup procedure essentially for him. Nothing that happened in practice, nothing that kind of went under the radar. It was always known by the organization. And you just hope that if from Brandon Staley's timeline that he had said, JC Jackson's recovery is between two to four weeks. And he basically says that the, the, what it is dependent on is the healing of the wound of the surgery. So as soon as that is healed, he will be back on the field. So it could be two weeks. You'd hope it would be two weeks from now, given the fact that the Chargers faced the, the Los Angeles Raiders Las in, in that time span. Sorry, excuse me, Las, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders in that time span. Um, you'd hope to have him on the field because it's a big divisional game so that you'd want him out there. Four days later against the Chiefs. Four days later against the Chiefs. So it, it, it it's a big week span. So, I mean, it's... Uh, there's a lot on the line for the Chargers in that five short days. So 
you'd hope that you can get JC Jackson back for those two games because they're very crucial. Uh, you hope for a speedy recovery in this scenario because you definitely would not want to lose him for two crucial divisional games and possibly be 0-2 in the division to start off the season. No, the team does not seem concerned at all. Like, not no. even a little no, he bit doesn't. concerned. No. Like, he doesn't seem concerned. Staley doesn't seem concerned. He kept reiterating that it's not an injury. It's a minor procedure, and it's nothing big. And it's just a matter of how long it takes for a wound to heal. I do wonder how big the actual wound is. We'll be here playing, like, the game no operation. But... It's nothing like we have to wait for him to rehab. It's basically like when the scab comes off is what right. it kind of sounds like. Yes. So overall, like it could have been way, way, way worse. And, yes. you know, you your mind can easily go. It's like, oh, well, maybe he like slipped on a staircase or maybe he. We've seen know. it before. We've seen it before. And, and as just little information that we had over essentially 12 hours, we had no idea what was going on. So, of course, that just gives all the time for all the conspiracy theorists including myself, to think about what could have possibly happened. Yeah, we all had too much time on our hands, and we're all just ready for week one. So JC Jackson should be back. Um, I personally, if I was a betting man, if this was on the USR, I think I might take the under with how long it takes for JC Jackson to be back. I think he'll be back for week one. I really do. Um, so Kenneth Murray, Jake, is now back. We're not going to see him out at the preseason game, not playing, but he is out in pads, been playing with the team. Co- coaching staff has talked about him picking up the system quickly, doing a lot better the second year uh, in the system. Uh, Mark Webb still did with. Do you know what his injury is? I, I don't know what it is. I thought it was a soft t- tissue issue. I com- combined <laughs> issue and injury in the same word. That was Ishery. that was a first. Uh, it was a soft tissue issue is what I had remembered Brandon Staley saying. I could be wrong on that because I don't know what perspective I think you're right. But what is. Is that? Yeah, but like but, soft tissue but, injury for like a month. Right. Uh, so it's just unfortunate timing. It's really unfortunate timing. Uh, and even on top of that, Aloe Gilman, who did, they both didn't play in the last preseason game. Mark Webb obviously didn't play against play against the Rams. He's missed, you know, possibly looking at three consecutive preseason games that he's going to miss. And at a time where all of a sudden you have a lot of battles again in the secondary, whew, I mean, you just you hold your breath on something like that because uh, there's a lot of people that want to see Mark Webb make this team. I'm one of them. So is Dan. And you've heard the praise that the team has given him, but it just goes back to that old saying, the best ability is availability. And Hopefully this doesn't end up hindering him as a charger. And your impressions can only take you so far if you cannot get on the field. Like you've heard Brandon Taylor talk about him in high praise, but like if you can't get out there, like the potential only takes you so far. Uh, we're going to get into more of kind of the roster and how we think it's going to shake out here in a bit. Um, Jazeer Taylor has been kind of up and down, but more up than down. I think he had a great uh, last day of training camp. I think he had an interception covering DeAndre Carter. Uh, so he seems to be trending towards making the team. Uh, you hear Brandon say they talk a lot about him. Uh, Donald Parham still rehabbing. Uh, he should be back soon. Uh, doesn't seem like the team's too worried about him. Uh, Drew Tranquil, same. So I think for the most part, like the team's pretty good to go. As long as the J.C. Jackson thing stays the way the stuff should be, 
from a health perspective, other than, you know, the, I think the Mark Webb is probably the one, like, big question mark. Um, but otherwise, I think from an injury perspective, like, we're feeling okay. We're feeling okay. Um, I guess maybe a, a way to transition this a little bit is going into the Saints game. Like, who do you feel has had either the momentum in the right way or the wrong way? If you want to go the hot beer, cold takes, like who, who are the guys riding the hot seat? Who are the guys that are like, they might not make it if they continue this? Like what, who are kind of those hot topic items? I mean, who's been training the right way? I mean, this should be academic. This should be easy. A slam dunk answer right here. It's Michael Bandy. There's no question about it. The most consistent performer through training camp practices and preseason games. There's no question about this. If he doesn't make it, what is the point of doing this? Look, if the Chargers didn't, if, if wide receiver right now was not considered a luxury position, nobody would be even having these conversations about Michael Bandy. It would be academic. They would have penciled it in right now. They would have wrote it in ink, etched it in stone, whatever it is that you want to say. The numbers game is simply the only thing that could be battling against Michael Bandy right now. Now, as I've said on Tuesday, this was one of my biggest issues as we head into this final preseason game and as we get closer to these 53-man roster cuts. Some people, organizations, GMs, coaches, they have their logic for why they want to keep three quarterbacks. I'm personally just one of those. I don't. <laughs> that I wouldn't. And I only say that from the standpoint of how this roster is currently constructed. And when you have guys like Michael Bandy that are trying to make it, I'm not one of the people that would like to keep four running backs in this roster, nor do I think that the Chargers should keep four tight ends. I don't believe that that's going to happen, but I'm simply just stating that this is where they have been handcuffed in the past. So if you were going to tell me that you would sacrifice adding a fourth running back to this roster in favor of Michael Bandy losing a roster spot, I'd have to say I respectfully disagree with you. Dan, That's that could be true with any of the other positions that we're talking about in this roster. And again, we'll get into that later. But Michael Bandy has consistently, practice by practice, two preseason games down now, he has been a constant contributor. Two years ago, in 2020, the Chargers kept six wide receivers on their roster at 53-man roster cuts. I would argue that right now, there is no bigger case for them to keep six than the way that Michael Bandy has been performing right now. I I think I agree. Uh, And it makes even more important now that we've seen some of the cuts that happened recently. Damon Lloyd is now no longer on the team. But interestingly, they designated it as an injury-related thing. Yep. So I'm not sure what that is. Um, Tavon Campbell, Jake, whatever the injury was, either that or performance-wise, wasn't cutting it. He is now not, no longer a Los Angeles Charger, uh, which I was kind of surprised about. Um, so going into, I guess, the Saints game, you know, what we're looking for before we get into the roster predictions, if you will, which can kind of lead into it. Uh, who has to prove themselves in this game, as in, like, who are the guys on the bubble that can go either way? Not necessarily who, like, there's some guys that are out there, but they're not really going to be playing to be on the team. They're going to be playing on some team, but not ours. 
But who are the guys that are playing that are either going to make or break it on this team? Well, let's start with the running backs. Let's go back to it because if there was going to be case to be made for four running backs, and this is not including the fullback position, not including Gabe Neighbors or Xander Horvath, we're talking four running backs here. Again, nothing, nothing that I'm speculating upon. I'm just merely connecting the tea leaves, giving the Isaiah Spiller information with his injury that may keep him out at least for the week one game against the Raiders. Ankle. So if the Chargers, God, excuse me, ankle injury. Thank you, Dan. Uh, so if the Chargers do end up keeping four running backs, if you take out Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, and Joshua Kelly, out of the three remaining running backs between Larry Roundtree, Letty Brown, and Kevin Marks. Have you seen anything, anything at all that has separated them or even got them closer to at least where Joshua Kelly is at in terms of their workload, what they've done in practice, and what they've done in the preseason? So far, I haven't seen it. In short, no. not in So if you're looking to make an impact... One of those three. One of those three has to do it if the Chargers are going to indeed keep four running backs on the active roster. So whether that's through special teams play or while they're in there, they're going to get plenty of opportunities at snaps this week against the Saints. So you have one more shot to do it. But it's looking very grim for all three of those guys right now. Who knows what's going to happen at that roster spot? Yeah, I, I'm i interested. Honestly, it's probably the position group that and inter-defensive line that I'm probably most excited to see because they're going to get a boatload of carries. Like, I honestly don't... I would be perfectly fine if the Chargers ran or, like, through 20% of the time. Like, I don't think that anything our receiving core needs to prove to us. There's nothing really that Easton Stick or... Chase Daniel needs to do to me other than we need to help to see how our offensive line is performing from a pass protection side. But I, I would be fine seeing 50 carries between the running backs trying to vie for this team. I will say Jake, I do think Larry Roundtree has done more harm than good to himself so far during the preseason games and during training camp. I know I've seen some fumble issues. He has some issues hitting the gap. Um, I know Kevin Marks has had a few drops. So, so like they're, I don't necessarily know if Lenny Brown has done a ton to like raise himself, but he also really hasn't hurt himself much. So I think that kind of goes for him. Um, quickly going over wide receiving core. We know the five Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, we got Josh Palmer, obviously Jalen Guyton, DeAndre Carter. The other ones to kind of prove themselves would be the Michael Bandy one, but not really. I don't think there's going to be another receiver that could possibly make the roster other than Michael Bandy. Uh, tight end. I don't necessarily not really looking that far into it because I don't see other ones making it. Offensive line, I think it's set up. If you go to the defensive side, interior defensive line, Jake, I think is a big one. And corner slash secondary is another one. I guess edge, maybe you could look at as something to look for. You know, could Jamal Davis make the team? We don't know. Uh, so guys to look for, Jamal Davis would be one. You're looking at, you know, the Dean Leonard, Brandon Sebastian, Desir Taylor's, of the world uh you're looking at i mean i don't know about mark webb I, 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 he is he ruled out yet i don't think they've officially ruled him out yet but I, the last comments that i remember staley saying was that it was very questionable for either webb or alohi gilman to be playing in this game on friday which doesn't help things when you're comp when you're trying to look at the grand number scheme of things so yeah. the raheem lanes of the world 
Yeah. What's what is that going to look like if you're going to get that type of extra playing time with either one of those guys possibly being out? But um, at the end, of, we're we're literally talking about three to four roster spots that are potentially up for grabs, mm-hmm. and a lot more guys that are trying to grab it. Yep. Yep. So then, uh, in terms of like big picture, before we get into kind of the roster predictions, and we'll give some stuff to kind of showcase with you guys. Um, big picture. What are you looking forward to? Like, what are you needing to see from this Chargers team when you're watching the game against the Saints? I mean, it's it's nothing. It's nothing difficult. It's actually been the same trend since the Rams game of what I've wanted to see. If you, even if you just took Brandon Staley's bullet points that he put out during <laughs> during the Cowboys, that was so game, perfect. By it's the way. literally there. I want to see the tackling better on defense. Not not to single him out, but I mean, I if if passes are being thrown to one Dean Leonard, man, just just get the head around. I don't even care if the wide receiver catches the ball. <laughs> That's I what just would, to. <laughs> I just would want to see him just get the head around because in two straight games, it just it hasn't happened. I just want to see the little things like that. So better tackling, better fundamentals. The run game, which looked, as far as defense goes, which looked pretty damn good two weeks ago against the Rams, looked extremely porous against the Dallas Cowboys. They were essentially getting owned in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So I'd like to see that get shored up. Flip that over to the offensive side of the ball. I want to see the offensive linemen creating these holes better for the run game because the you didn't have one single running back that averaged over 2.3 yards where Easton Stick was your leading rusher with 24 yards in that game. Don't want to see something like that happen again. Uh, turn, special turn, teams. Turn, sorry, turn style real quick. You're talking about offensive line. Yes. Both quarterbacks last week were seemingly running for their lives. Like, can we please have some pass protection? Both these tackles are trying to vie for a starting spot. Trey Pipkin, Storm Norton, like, we think it's going to be Trey Pipkins, but can we have someone just be like, that's our starter? Like, show us something. Like I said, man, they're not going to tell you until we're ready for the first game of, of regular season. They're not going to tell us, but I want to see it. I want to see, like, all right. I understand. And then when you get to the depth of that, like, can anyone pass protect? Like, last week was not good. Right. I hear you. And then finally, Dan, there's no way that you can't tell me that you don't want to see special teams get better. You don't want to go in there again with another. We don't want to go into the regular season with another porous performance the way you saw against the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely not. Yeah, man. All right. So I think and for me, I kind of summarize it as I I think Saley has talked about this previously. I don't know if he talked about it this week, but I just want to see like a clean operation. I don't care if we win or lose, but like I want to see folks doing the right things. Like special teams should be on lock. You don't have. I don't need a kick return, punt return, block. But like, I just want it to look like it's supposed to look. Uh, running backs. I, like, I want them to find a hole, hit the hole. Like, that's all. If you're pass protection, like, give your quarterback a pocket for a bit. If you're secondary, like, stay connected, turn around. No penalties. Like, all, all these things seem simple, but like, I don't care if we lose the game zero to three. But like if I could, if it's clean, I'm cool with it because I think that's what's important. The little things you mentioned, I think, is what the team is kind of lacking from the bottom of the roster perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think it's this is the tough time. 
So now it comes down to one last preseason game to make or break these players' opportunities to make the team. So Jake and I have kind of put together uh, a little bit of a Excel spreadsheet. It's a bit of an eye chart. We'll try to make it easy for you. For folks listening, we'll talk through it uh, and make it easy for you to follow as well. But essentially what we've done is we have our offense slash defense and special teams roster construction right now and who we think are locks to make it. And then we have the rest of the guys and the positions available. And then we're going to go through this live and see who's going to be our 53-man roster for each of us. So, Jake, on offense, let's just go through this real quickly. On offense, we have – these are locks, okay? Quarterbacks, keeping three. Sorry, guys. Justin Herbert, Chase Daniel, Easton Stick. Running back and fullback. Again, these are locks so far. Four, Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, Xander Horvath as your fullback. And all these names we're giving you so far are ones that Jake and I both agree with that are locks to make the 53. Wide receiver, we've got five, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, and DeAndre Carter. Tight end, three, Everett, Palmer, excuse me, Everett, Parham, and McKitty. Offensive linemen, we've got nine of them. Rashawn Slater, Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins as your starter. And then Will Clapp, Jamari Sawyer, Brendan Hymas, and Storm Norton as your backups. Then on defense, you've got at edge, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Chris Rumpf, Kyle Van Noy. Interior defensive line, we've got four of those guys. There's a lock so far. Otito, Morgan Fox, Austin Johnson, and SJD. Corners, we've got four of those. JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, and Michael Davis. Linebackers, four locks there as well. Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, Troy Reeder, and Nick Neiman. Safeties, four of those are locks. Derwin, obviously. Nazir Adderley, JT Woods, and Alohi. And then kicker, punter, long snapper, Dustin Hopkins, J.K. Scott, and Josh Harris. All of those combined, Jake, get us to 47. 24 on offense, 23 on defense. 23 on defense slash special teams. So that means there are six spots up for grabs to make the 53 that each of us get to delineate. And for folks who are watching, you can see all of the names here that are not bolded. These are all names that are available still. Quite a bit that you're going to have to kind of sift through to figure out who your six remaining players on your 53-man roster. Uh, Jake. Put your Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley hat on. I'll let you go first. And as you pick name by name, I'll go ahead and bold them for you. I'll highlight for me on who the six remaining guys are that are going to make this squad. Would you like to start on defense slash special teams, or would you like to start on offense? Let's start on offense. Defense is going to be a (laughs) freaking bitch to make through. All right, so... Uh, for folks who are listening, guys that are still available that Jake is trying to choose from, running backs, Larry Roundtree, Kevin Marks, Letty Brown, Gabe Neighbors, fullback, Michael Bandy, Jason Moore, Joe Reed, wide receivers, and then tight ends. You've got Stone Smart, Eric Kromerhoek, and Hunter Campmoyer. And Jake, I don't even think we have offensive linemen elsewhere because I don't think we're seeing anyone making the team. So Just, eye- just eyeballing it real quick. So Stone Smart was actually part of that whole cut aspect but he was also placed on the reserve non-football injury list you're right so i'm not sure 
if that's even going to be a factor here okay. at this point in time for him. Okay, so just gonna this, this, this should for be you. simple now. If <laughs> now if I'm putting my Tom Telesco hat on, I'm subtracting one of those quarterbacks. I'm subtracting one of those running backs, but I'm not the GM. So let's just play this the way that it's going to get played out. So. Let's start with the running back scenario. Obviously, right now, what Dan has on the board, Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, Xander Horvath. Now, time is going to tell on whether or not Isaiah Spiller is going to be able to be ready for the week one matchup against the Raiders. If he is, then the Chargers should only be keeping three running backs on this roster because, as I had mentioned a couple minutes ago, I have not seen any separation from any of the remaining guys on this roster, on this team, that leads me to believe that they're going to contribute at least for a good period of time. So in that circumstance, if I was to choose one out of the three right now, I would probably have to give it to Larry Roundtree. Either Larry, I'll say this, either Larry Roundtree or Letty Brown. I'd probably go between those two. And it simply is... Make, take your pick. Take your pick. Which one? Yeah. Uh, you got to do it. Screw it. I'm going to go with Letty Brown. Let's go. I'm going to go with Letty Brown, and I'm literally connecting tea leaves here just because of what I have heard the coaching staff say about him. He does have special teams value, although Larry, Larry Roundtree does as well, but I'm just following the tea leaves. I literally have no confidence in that pick whatsoever. It's literally a 50-50 shot. And yes, I have Xander Horvath making this roster over Gabe Neighbors. Uh, I think that's already been well documented what he can bring to you in this offense outside of a traditional fullback. Now, going to the wide receiver position, I'm pounding it a million times. <laughs> I don't know what better case that you have someone to make to have this roster have six wide receivers on it. Michael Bandy should be part of this roster after Friday's game, and he should make the 53. For anybody thinking in their right mind that you're going to be able to stash him on the practice squad, not going to happen. And even if you do, I guarantee you he's going to get signed off the practice squad by another team. So one way or another, he will not be part of this team if you do not keep him on the 53. They have to keep him. They have to keep him. ever a case to keep six wide receivers this is the scenario right here. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, DeAndre Carter, and Michael freaking Bandy. Now, Jake, I want to ask you this, devil's advocate, for a second. I'm putting my Brandon Taylor hat, and let's say they don't keep Michael Bandy. And the rationale is, okay, look, we have DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter is just as fast, if not faster, just as quick, if not quicker. And yes, he hasn't had as many opportunities as we've given to Michael Bandy, but like he could do just as much. We don't need to have Michael Bandy because he already got someone with similar skills on the team. What say you? You know, Dan, normally, and before we got into the beginning of training camp, I think that that's kind of what we were plugging a little bit. You know, when you got, when you looked at guys like Michael Bandy or even a Joe Reed, who we know has a versatile skill set amongst himself, you were kind of looking at, okay, of the remaining rosters spots that are there for wide receivers, who's got the most versatility. And then in this standpoint, given what you've seen from Deandre Carter and how he's performed 
very well during preseason. He's definitely not just going to be a returner for this team. And then you add in what Michael Bandy has given you. If you want to go that route and start thinking that they can do the same things, that's totally fine. But what is it that there's an old saying, Dan, that says, what do all men with power want? More power. Why would you want to lessen yourself one additional weapon? And truly one that has been performing of the of your wide receivers the most consistently out of your headliners at that position. Is there any scenario that you are okay with not having Michael Bandy on this team? Even no. if it's like bringing in an outside guy from another team, another roster? I, given that I can't, I, I have no idea who that would be. I would say no. It's like, do you want Michael Bandy or the mystery box? I'll go, <laughs> go with Michael Bandy right now. You're going to go with a known. I get it. Yes. Okay. All right. So, Jake, let's go to the defense. So, that basically, you just picked off two more guys added to your offense. So, your offense has 26 players that are now making your roster, 23 currently on defense. So, you're up to 49. Four more slots available. FYI, everything is still set at tight end with everything that Dan had and the offensive lineman. I think that that should be. I think that should that should be it. If Stone Smart was still playing right now, there may have been a, been a case to where the Chargers could have kept four tight ends, but I don't see them keeping anything beyond Everett, Parham, and McKitty. All right, Jake. <laughs> I, I do not. Here we you. go. Uh, again, we're both going to do this, but so far, Jake and I agree. Go ahead. So, starting at the edge position, the X factor here is Kyle Van Noy. And obviously, having Kenneth Murray come back because Kyle Van Noy, literally, you have to count as both an edge contributor and a linebacker contributor. And if, and if they do this, this does give them a little bit more flexibility at one position or the other. So if I was to if if we're to put these both of these positions together and you look at the edge position between um Egbele and Jamal Davis, I would probably lean toward Jamal Davis as having an outside shot of coming in as an edge five. Okay, so do you want me to remove I'm not saying you're ever gonna pick Davis, but should I remove Egbele? Yes. Okay. And then you go to the linebacker position. And between Cole Christensen and Eamon, I know this team loves Eamon. Mm -hmm. So I would probably give him the nod. I think everybody else that you have there in Tranquil, Murray, Troy Reader, and Nick Neiman, I think that's right on the money. Nick Neiman, especially from a special team standpoint, outside of being linebacker depth, um, I think that he's already made his case on what he's done over the couple years of being on this team. So if I was to give this to anything, and again, Kyle Van Oy is kind of the X factor here because you have to flex him at really either position. He could stand he could stand in for you in any type of emergency standpoint. And I think that Brandon Staley really has this plan for him that he's going to move him all over the field. So any, any names here you want to immediately take off the list, not worry about. No, I'll, I'll go these through these one by one. Otherwise, it's probably going to confuse people that are listening to me. So, okay. uh, I'm going to say if I was going to give it to one Dan, uh, it's funny. I, I'm I'm having two arguments in my head right now. Number one, the argument, the rationale in me is telling me the depth behind your starters at linebacker has been for the last six months and still technically is considered your weakest position as it relates to depth. 
So to me, why would you not want additional bodies in there? Is one it was one of the biggest reasons of why I wanted to see Damon Lloyd make this team. And the other side of me is saying, well, Brandon Staley just doesn't value linebackers like that. So why would you not go for the edge rusher when you're talking about an AFC West that is absolutely stacked and give you every opportunity to get after the quarterback? I'm not going to think like me right now, unfortunately. I'm going to think like Brandon Staley, and I'm going to give the nod to Jamal Davis. Okay. Whoop, there's one. And again, we'll see what happens because this could totally fluctuate after the game on Friday, but this is a good opportunity for Jamal Davis given the fact that Ty Shelby is no longer on this roster. He's got, a, he's got an opportunity to, to make some noise and possibly earn a roster spot here. Okay. Into your defensive line, Forrest Merrill is not on the team anymore. So we've kind of taken care of some of those. Yep. Uh <laughs> so Tillery Covington. Yeah. You're 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 for sure is right now. Sebastian, Austin Joseph Day, or excuse me, I was literally combining their names again. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Morgan Fox, and Tito. Your remainders are Brennan Fajoko, Jerry Tillery, Christian Covington. Get Brennan Fajoko's ass on that roster right now. It's It should already be done. I don't understand why this would be any type of question mark heading into the regular season. We still have not seen anything from Jerry Tillery. Maybe a flash or two, whether it's at a practice or even just one play during a preseason game. I still just have not seen enough I would be shocked if he remains on this roster. Absolutely shocked if he remains on this roster past Friday. Tillery? And, yes. And, and, and Christian Covington? I, I, I understand veteran presence. I know that they really liked when they brought him in last year as far as what he gave them. But, again, I say it. Brendan Fajoko, statistically, athletically, whichever way you want to look at it, game film, is the best option out of these three remaining guys. There should be absolutely no question here. If we're talking about guys who consistently can stop the run, Brendan Fajoko has the best chance of doing that, and he's adding in another element to his game. He should be on this roster, and this is a conversation that we should not even be having at this point of the year anymore. (laughs) Jake is all aboard the Brendan Fajoko hype train, 100%. Um, I agree with you. Corners. You got two more spots. Your starters are JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, Michael Davis. Easy. Leaves Dean Leonard, Brasson, Brandon Sebastian, Jasir Taylor, Keeman Hall. Now, maybe three weeks ago, Dan and I would probably have been saying, you know, you, st- you got a lot of competition at that corner spot all of a sudden. And then you look at the preseason games, and it may have been pulling that chain backwards a little bit to say, well, you know, slow, slow your roll a little bit, guy. Dean Leonard and Brandon Sebastian have had a very too tough two weeks as it relates to preseason games. Mm-hmm. I honestly have not seen much from Cayman Hall. And I know that when we were at training camp, Dan, Ronaldo Hill spoke very highly of both Dean Leonard and Jasir Taylor. More so from the standpoint of, obviously, you have to understand, they're rookies. But these are guys that he has said when they make mistakes, they, ba- they are able to bounce back and, and are able to contribute. Dean Leonard, we saw numerous times, Dan, throughout training camp, flashing, showing that. 
hasn't really been the case over two preseason games, unfortunately. Just Seer Taylor, on the other hand, I think with what you have from him from a versatility standpoint, from the fact that you could either, obviously, he would, to me, he would be the primary backup to Bryce Callahan. Depending on where you have Asante Samuels Jr., whatever type of defensive formation you were going, you could put him there. The speed is there. It was evident last week when he got that tackle for a loss against Dallas behind the line of scrimmage. He offers special teams value. Brandon Stanley talks very highly of him in the last press conference. There you go. So out of these four guys, if I was to give the lead to anyone, I'd say it would be Jasir Taylor. Okay, so he has... Does Jasir Taylor make the team, though? I think Jasir... Yes, I think Jasir Taylor makes the team. Okay, I agree with you. Okay, one more spot. One I mean, more spot. And this is, I mean, this is really the crappy one. This given who's, really, given who's left, this should be academic. It should be academic given who's left here, but I understand the aspect of injuries. So right now, Dan wait, has... Wait, 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 wait. Who, who, who do you think should be, aside from the injury stuff? Do you even know what position I'm about to talk about? No. Okay, well, I'm about to get into it. <laughs> it's just... I was like, don't I don't know so where you're going with this. Don't be so quick on the draw. You don't even know what I'm talking about. At safety, Dan has Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, JT Woods, Alohi Gilman right now. The guy's battling for a roster spot, Mark Webb, Ben DeLuca, Raheem Lane, and Skylar Thomas. This should be Mark Webb. It should be Mark Webb. Mm. And right now, Alohi Gilman and Mark Webb are both battling injuries. Both missed last Saturday's preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys, are very questionable for this upcoming game against the Saints. And again, I go off of what Dan was just saying about his comments toward Jasir Taylor. The comments on Mark Webb and the expectations for Mark Webb have been there since last year and what they expected from him. And yes, it's unfortunate that he is going through an injury at this very moment because he's missed quite a bit of the preseason. And I go back to the whole best ability is availability aspect here. So does he make the roster? Does he not? If if it comes down to your final roster spot and this is what I've left with, then no question at all, Mark Webb, lock it in. Absolutely. So you're taking Mark Webb over Raheem Lane right now? Yes. Even with the injury issue? Even with the injury issue, yeah. And, I, and, and look, I, I, I will go off of what I have seen. I will go, I'm literally put it, chaining this pick to a boulder of hope behind it because you just hope that Mark Webb can get healthy because when he has been and when he has contributed – it has been beneficial. I haven't seen enough from Raheem Lane to make that decision. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think so of all the ones that you put here, Jake, I think the two wild cards are going to be Davis and Mark Webb. So Jamal Davis, Mark Webb, I can see a world where the coaching staff says, you know what? Screw it. I want more DBs. That's what Brent Haley's lived by. So I can see him keeping Mark Webb and Raheem Lane and not keeping Jamal Davis. I could also see him going, you know what? I, I need, we need depth and linebacker. We don't know. Drew Tranquil has been injured a lot. So is Kenneth Murray. We don't really know. Maybe keeping Eamon as insurance policy. I could see him going Eamon over Jamal Davis. 
but otherwise, I think everything else is chalk. I think Fajoko got to make this team. I think Jazir Taylor is going to make this team. Again, he played well this past week, and he played well during training camp as well. Uh, anytime you can jump a route of DeAndre Carter, like you're doing something right, and he did that, I think it was yesterday. So that's our 53. So the six guys that you have making it that were not locks are Mark Webb, Jazir Taylor, Brady Fajoko, Jamal Davis, Michael Bandy, and Letty Brown to round out your 53-man roster. How confident are you in this? <laughs> Percentage-wise, probably 20. Because I know something from here, maybe even more than one, is probably not going to end up the way I think it should be gone. Yep. I and, I think this- and unfortunately, I look at the Michael Bandy situation, and God, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I think Lenny Brown is also a wild card. It, it really, th- these three, Larry Roundtree, Kevin Marks, or Lenny Brown, all three of those up for grabs for one spot, maybe. Uh, Bandy should totally make the team. Um, Dan, so- I, will say, I will say this, Dan. <laughs> and I don't think that this is a hot take at all, and I think a lot of people would actually agree with me. Dan, if, if Michael Bandy does not end up making this roster... If he goes to the effing Raiders... This... <laughs> This is a bigger mistake than when the Chargers let let go of Tyron Johnson last year. I would agree. And would be a bigger surprise if if that ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not we agree with it, hindsight, 2020, easy to be Monday morning quarterback. Like Tyron Johnson really didn't do much last year after he left us, but still. Sure like, as hell did a number against us when we played against him in the final game. Of course he did. Like Michael Bandy he's done so much more during training camp this year than Tyron Johnson did last year. If he, uh, I don't want to imagine that world with that to stop sound fun. So that's our attempt. I give you guys our predictions at a 53 man roster. Uh, love to hear what yours are. If you agree, disagree. Um, anything else you're kind of looking forward to for this preseason game, things that you either want to call your shot, expect either good or bad. Uh, for tomorrow's game against the Saints. No additional injuries. Please. Let's just get past this and ramp up for the first first game of the regular season. Let's yep. go. I agree. All right, uh, Jake, folks can get their LAFB merchandise. You get your swag. You get your uh, all-in rally towel. You can get your quote-unquote paid actor T-shirts. You can get your fourth and Staley shirts. You can get all kinds of stuff at LAFB network the merchandise you go to the site use the code unleashed to get 25 percent off uh rock solid sports memorabilia jake they've got a keenan allen signing happening next month uh folks you should be able to see that on our twitter account if not go ahead and check it out uh send us a dm if you're interested we can get you the details on getting keenan allen memorabilia signed uh the slayer is helping us out all right jake last preseason game before we head out of here um it's been fun. Training camp's done. Preseason is about to wind down. Please stay healthy, everybody. Uh, enjoy the weekend. For Jake Hefner, you can find him at Jake D. Hefner, myself at Dan W. Sports. We'll talk to you soon on the next Chargers Unleashed. <laughs>